1: It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Drops the throw, steps up, floats a bomb up the right seam, looking for Anderson. He's got it! They're not gonna catch him! He's gonna go the distance! Touchdown! Sam Darnold dials it up to Robbie Anderson! 92 yards! And
0: a touchdown! Bell into the middle of that line.
2: From the TOJ Digital Studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet 1. And it is Christmas Eve, so we are going to do something very special. Wanted to do this in the vein of the 12 Days of Christmas. We are going to do 12 Days of Christmas Jets Edition. And so for that, of course, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang. Over at JetsInsider.com And above all that, a very big deal Mr. Chris Nimbly Chris, Merry Christmas, sir
0: right, Listen, I'm on to you uh, You heard me make a comment About how, uh, how I'm a little bit of a Grinch And now you're <laughs> trying to do the, that whole thing Where you make my heart grow And mm-hmm. I go in Russian to save Christmas for everybody uh, I'm a Grinch up until that point in the movie And then I turn the movie off and go home. But yeah, alright, you know uh Merry Christmas to you as well as and all the all the listeners as well.
2: I'm doing my best to get you into the Christmas spirit. I thought this would be a fun thing to do. We're going to do two parts of this. Part 2 will air tomorrow on Christmas Day. And so if you know the song The 12 Days of Christmas You know that it starts with On the first day of Christmas my true love gave to me And then throw out something And then with each day the true love (coughs) Gave something else and you get through 12 gifts. We're going to do that except Instead of true love it's going to be the Football gods. So we're going To say what the football gods could Give to Jets fans for Christmas That would make everybody happy And we will start with the 12th day of Christmas And on the 12th day of Christmas the football God's gave to Jets fans Bless Austin and a brand new CB So Bless Austin is somebody who has played Very well down the stretch here for the Jets And I think that most Jets fans Agree That as long as he stays healthy He is going to be the answer to one of the Starting cornerback spots for this team So bless Austin's health combined With a new cornerback now Chris that obviously could Come in the form of a free agent Maybe somebody like Byron Jones if we're Aiming high it could also come In the form of somebody in the Draft the Jets do have Four picks in the first three rounds So it could be somebody there Not entirely sure exactly who it would be Because we don't know which round it Would be who's going to be on the board or anything like that. But I think that for sure, if Bless Austin stays healthy and that knee holds up and they can go out and get another starting caliber corner, even if he's not a great player, if he's at least a solid cornerback, I think that that's going to help the Jets immensely because, as we've said, it's great that the Jets have an excellent run defense. That helps, no question. But It is a passing league. The Jets had a ton of trouble for a significant portion of this season being able to defend against the pass. They really haven't had good cornerback play since Darrell Revis left the first time because when he came back, he wasn't any good. Once he left the first time, it's been all downhill in terms of cornerbacks. Bless Austin is the first thing to smile about in a long time. We thought that when D. Milliner was drafted, he might help provide an answer. That didn't work out. We thought that when the Jets went on that shopping spree in 2015, bringing Revis back, bringing Cromarty back, bringing in Gilchrist, bringing in Buster Screen, that that was going to be the answer to the problem. It wasn't. We thought that Tremaine Johnson might be the answer to the problem. He certainly wasn't. Bless Austin seems to be a step in the right direction And if they can get one more starter to go across from him And then maybe re-sign Brian Poole in the slot This could be the strongest unit of cornerbacks That Jets have had in quite a while
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it really has been a disaster Since they traded away Revis I mean, it's been just failure after failure Bust after bust And, uh, you know, the Dimitri Patterson experience <laughs> When he just went AWOL it, it has been a mess, and, you know, it's forever we were talking about the quarterback position now. Just everything they did, it just wouldn't work here, and that seems to be the cornerback situation now. Um, Bless Austin has been really good, though, this year since he's been playing. Uh, obviously, we know he's had the injury concerns in the past. He he feels like it's past him, um, and obviously that, that's why you mentioned in the – health for him going but if if he can keep this play up and stay healthy that'll go a long way to helping this defense you get him you get the two linebackers back um you know you re-sign Brian Poole you bring him back as well because he's played excellent and then like you said you don't need to necessarily I'm still going to suggest that they make a run at Byron Jones but you don't even need necessarily somebody of that caliber. You could get by with something a little bit less, especially if they're able to pick up an edge rusher or two as well. So if, uh, if, if Bless Austin can stay healthy and keep up this level of play, then that'll go a long way to helping this defense. And as as you guys know, I've said before, and I'll say again, I'm not a, I'm not saying you don't draft one at all, but I'm not taking one in the first two rounds. I'm going offense with with those two. If I maybe take one of the thirds. Um and then that's the other thing with cornerbacks, you can sometimes get lucky and find them later. Um it's obviously nowhere near guaranteed, but it's possible. So there if bless Austin can be the answer there, um and again, we're not saying that he he has to be uh, a top five or even a top ten cornerback, but if he can be solid and you can count on him, and he can stay healthy, and then you can just add another guy to be solid as well, that'll go a long way to help in this defense.
2: On the eleventh day of Christmas, the football gods gave to Jets fans: bless Austin with a new CB and a breakout season for Quinnen Williams. So, Chris, even though. Quinton Williams has done a very good job with what Greg Williams has asked him to do, primarily stunting and two-gapping, and when he has been used to attack, he's been pretty good. This isn't the season that most people envision. They thought that Greg Williams was going to unleash him more and that he was going to be an attacker along the lines of somebody like a Chris Jones or Calais Campbell. That hasn't happened this year in his rookie year, plus he's also been nicked up a little bit with injuries, but... In 2020, if the Jets can get an edge rusher to go with Quentin and Williams and they have their inside linebackers, particularly C.J. Mosley, healthy again, he could be used a lot more like an attacker in the vein of what we thought he would be, as we said, guys like Chris Jones and Calais Campbell. And so we could see that breakout and the interior defensive lineman with the kind of in the box score production that a lot of people were expecting with the number three overall pick. I don't love the way that he was used in his rookie year, but I do understand it. Greg Williams was doing what he needed to do to get by on a week-to-week basis. But I think that if they can put the right pieces around him, you could see a breakout season for Williams and Williams. And as we've seen with a lot of players that have made a major impact on the interior defensive line, I'll give you one, Grady Jarrett. I was talking about this with Michael Nania the other day. Three sacks in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Now, to be fair, the Patriots did come back and win, but there's no debating the impact that Grady Jarrett had in that game and the impact that Grady Jarrett has had in general as an interior defensive lineman. So the Jets can put pieces around Quinnen Williams to free him up to be more of an attacker. We could see that breakout. Season in year number two With Quinton, I'm not too
0: concerned uh, I think once you Get the the linebackers Back, once he's healthy And he doesn't have To worry about coming on And off the field, getting uh, his Playing time disrupted uh, Once they free him up a little bit more To be able to attack And just rush The pass or get after guys and not Have him playing so much Two gap. He's going to be fine. Uh, he has, despite what a, a certain segment of the fan base wants to say, he has shown flashes. He has had his moments, and you can see the talent and ability on tape when you watch it, and not even just on tape when you w- watch the game. The, that last game that he, he played before he got hurt, uh, he, he was really disruptive in making plays. Now, it wasn't against the best competition, of course, But I just expect that to continue to grow and that'll happen more and more as he's freed. He's allowed to do that within uh, the system because right now they're kind of handcuffing him. You would still like to see a little more at times, but um, he's going to be just fine. This is uh, another thing that sometimes it it gets confusing for people because – And this isn't about just Quinn and Williams. We see sometimes uh, rookies come in and just immediately start looking great and lighting it up at a certain position. And then it kind of gets to this point where people think, well, because this one guy did this at this position that all rookies should be doing that. And everybody takes a little bit different time to adjust and progress some players start off hot and then fade. Some players start off hot and keep getting better. Some players take a little bit more time to adjust. And again, things are kind of stacked against uh, Quinnen right now for, for him to really be able to flourish. But you can see it. You can see his ability. And I have no doubt that he, he will get there once, once everything around him is improved and also, you got to look at the rotation right now. They're so uh, rotation heavy. He's going to get a larger bulk of those snaps going forward as we go here, as long as he can stay healthy. So I think next year you could definitely see a, a much closer representation of what Quinn and Williams actually is and what he will be going forward than what you've seen this year.
3: Play
2: like a jet. Play like a jet. On the 10th day of Christmas, the football gods gave to Jets fans healthy Bless Austin with a new CB, a breakout for Quinn and Williams, and a healthy CJ Mosley, Avery Williamson combo. So this plays into what we were just talking about with Quinnin Williams, but we saw. What a healthy C.J. Mosley can do for this Jets defense. As soon as he came out of that Bills game, it's like the defense fell apart. His leadership skills, his ability to do so many things on defense, and his underrated coverage ability, which Joe Blewett warned people about. There were people that were trying to say that C.J. Mosley can't cover as a linebacker. Joe Blewett went through the tape and told everybody that wasn't true, that C.J. Mosley is actually a very good cover guy. We saw that in that game against the Buffalo Bills, and if you have him and Avery Williamson back, and we saw Avery Williamson had a very effective season in 2018, that is one of the better inside linebacker duos in the league if both of them are healthy. You put those guys together with Quinn and Williams. Now he doesn't have to stunt and two-gap as much because he's been doing that primarily since there are second and third-string linebackers in those spots, and he's needed to do that to be able to free up other guys and to play the run more effectively. You put those two guys in there, and now you're starting to chip away and see a really effective defense because, remember, this defense is top ten even without Mosley and Avery Williamson Greg Williams has worked some magic that way. But if you put Mosley, who's arguably the best player or second best player on this defense, with Avery Williamson, who's a very good inside linebacker, all of a sudden that run defense becomes even stronger, and now the pass defense becomes a lot more effective because we've seen situations where guys like Neville Hewitt are caught in mismatches. Those are mismatches you don't necessarily see with CJ Mosley.
0: Yeah, the you know, this is another one of those scenarios where and when I remember when they signed C.J. Mosley, we're talking about signing C.J. Mosley, I would say something along the likes of, uh, you know, he's not uh, known for his his coverage. He's not like a what Luke Kuechly was in his prime uh, as far as a coverage linebacker. And then people take that and run with it and say that, you know, he can't cover. Well, that's, that's not the case now. I'm still going to uh, harp on Greg when he lines up a really fast running back on C.J. Mosley to cover him on a 60-yard wheel route or something. I'll still, I'll still have something for Greg when he does that. But he is a, a, a good, solid uh, coverage linebacker um, and much better than what they are trotting out there now. But yeah, the uh, addition of getting him and Avery Williamson and even Blake Cashman back, uh, those three guys inside can only help them. And like you said, they're a top 10 defensive unit without those guys right now, um, w- with the terrible cornerback situation that they have. Um, they're so good against the run without those guys. I uh, it's uh, Imagine what they're going to be like with those guys, and then... On top of what they will bring to just do their job, that will free up uh, people like Quinn and Williams in the front to uh, to be able to be more aggressive and attack more, and do all types of things along those lines. So, uh, and and you can't uh, the his leadership, CJ Mosley's leadership is something. Uh, that can't be lost, his football IQ, to have him being the one calling the plays in the field, for him to be able to sit there and diagnose the offense and see what's coming, it would be a huge improvement for this defense going into next year.
2: On the ninth day of Christmas, the football gods gave to me healthy Bless Austin with a new CB, a breakout season for Quinn and Williams, a healthy C.J. Mosley-Avery Williamson combination, and... A Le'Veon Bell that doesn't get traded So Chris we've talked about this It sounds like the Jets are intent on Shopping Le'Veon Bell in the offseason Adam Gase never wanted Him in the first place and he hasn't Seemed to figure out the best way to use Him Joe Douglas is also Somebody that is of the thought that It's not wise to invest those kind of Resources in a running back and while I'm not trying to sit here and act like I know more About football than Joe Douglas I will say That especially given the Jets Situation (coughs) If they can modestly improve the offensive line even, Le'Veon Bell becomes an incredible weapon for Sam Darnold. We've seen what happens when Le'Veon Bell gets at least a little bit of space. He's able to do some nice things. He had a really nice game against the Ravens. Had a good game against the Patriots too, ironically. So his two best games were against arguably the two best defenses in the NFL or two of the five best defenses in the NFL I think that the fact that he's a triple threat who can block, who can catch, who can run, he could take a ton of pressure off of Sam Darnold in year number three in 2020. So while I do expect the Jets to shop him I'm hoping that the combination of his salary and other teams not wanting to take it on or even give up anything of consequence for him means that everything gets rethought in terms of Le'Veon Bell. And instead of trading him, Douglas and Gay sit down and try and figure out the best way to effectively utilize his talents, because I think that in 2020... If they make the other improvements that need to be made on the offense, Le'Veon Bell could be a superstar for the Jets, exactly the way that it was pictured when he was signed in the first place.
0: Yeah, not not to get all uh too bah humbuggy on you here, but this feels like the the little kid asking for the pony for Christmas
2: right now. <laughs> um, well, you haven't heard the rest okay. of my list, Chris. If you think that's the kid asking for the pony, wait till you hear the rest of this.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the next the next request will be for a car, even though you're <laughs> only six years old, or you're asking for a Learjet or something. I, I we'll, we'll wait and see. But the one thing while I, say, I will say is th- there is still a chance that Le'Veon Bell um, is on the roster next year, and I think that the, what you have to root for there is simply nobody willing to offer up enough because – as much as I can see them uh, – as much as they would like to move on from Le'Veon Bell and free up that money, I could also see Joe Douglas sitting here saying, you're only going to offer me like a fifth-round pick or a sixth- or seventh-round pick. You might as well – and you want us to uh, pay some of this money, we might as well keep him. Um, so that that's where you got to hold out hope. But even with the, this offense the way it is, and even as bad as the offensive line is now – Le'Veon Bell should be having a better season, and that's not due to anything uh, on Le'Veon Bell's control. That's due to uh, to Adam Gates. He just has not been using him to maximize his ability, and that's go- I don't think that's going to change no matter what. Whether he's here, or not it's not going to change because Adam Gates is stubborn that way, <laughs> and I don't really see him uh, wanting to go out of his way to do this. Uh, to try to uh, make things different and use Le'Veon Bell in different ways, and again, he doesn't need, he wouldn't even need to do much with the running game. I mean, there are obviously ways he could uh, help him there too. But just use him in the passing game more. Use him lined up as a receiver, especially this year when you are, have are so light at talent at receiver. It's—it's it's insane that they haven't been using him more that way. Um, so if you can get an improved offensive line, you can improve the way you use him, <laughs> you can get another number two, uh, uh, another uh, wide receiver pair with Robbie and everything else. This offense can, can really take off uh, in year three of Darnold, but it, it will uh, Gase be willing to adapt to that?
2: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. On the eighth day of Christmas, the football gods gave to Jets fans a healthy Bless Austin with a new CB, a breakout season for Quinn and Williams, a healthy C.J. Mosley-Avery Williamson combination, Le'Veon Bell not getting traded, and Robbie Anderson, Jordan Jenkins, and Brian Poole all staying put. So those are the three key internal free agents that the Jets have. Robbie Anderson, Jordan Jenkins, and Brian Poole. (sighs) All three have played very well this season. All three are pieces that you can use to move forward. I wouldn't say that either one of them is necessarily. Any type of franchise changing Type of piece but they're all nice glue Pieces Brian Poole's been really Good in the slot Jordan Jenkins has been Really good as an edge setter and has actually Improved his pass rushing technique And while Robbie Anderson may not be a number One receiver whatever that means He's somebody that does get open a lot as Michael Nanny has been revealing through His film reviews and showing How Robbie Anderson gets open a lot deep down The field but Darnold just doesn't have The time to try to hit him because of all The pressure he's somebody who's the Developed a really nice rapport with Darnold. There's some good chemistry there And if Darnold has some more Time to throw going forward, you Would imagine that he's going to be able to Hit Robbie on a lot more deep passes for Some explosive plays. So that Would be the eighth day of Christmas For the Jets. Robbie Anderson Jordan Jenkins, Brian Poole all Stay put for 2020
0: Yeah, I think I've made it pretty uh, clear By now my stance on what the Jets Should do with Robbie Anderson. So I won't spend too much on, time on this. I will repeat again. I will absolutely hammer Joe G- Douglas and the Jets if they do not bring him back. Uh, the idea that uh, where I see a lot of fans say, "Oh, get rid of him! Can't pay him! He's not a number one." Do do people not think you need a number two? Like you. you Teams need a number two receiver, especially a really good one, especially a really good one who can take the top off a of defense. This is a thing you need. The The answer to what to do with Robbie Anderson is not, oh, he's not a number one, so get rid of him. It's, hey, go get a number one to pair with him. You don't, don't need to take away weapons from Sam Darnold. He doesn't have enough of them as is. Don't create a new hole. So – that's my stance in Robbie Anderson. I'm going to say I don't need to keep talking about it, but I'm going to keep talking about it because I can't help myself. Uh, Brian Poole has been excellent this season. He has exceeded my expectations. I knew he was going to be excellent at versus the run, but his coverage ability in the slot has been really good this year. And I just don't see how you could possibly uh, not bring him back, especially with the other issues at cornerback two. You want to make sure you lock him up, and Jordan Jenkins is is as reliable and steady as they get. Again, we'll go back to the Calvin Pace comparison. Um, you know, <clears throat> yes, ideally you want a more pure pass rusher who's going to win more one on ones and get after him. But this is another again like the Robbie thing. That doesn't mean get rid of him. That means find one of those guys to pair with him because he is excellent against the run. He can blitz, and he is a really, really solid player. He's not going to be making Pro Bowls <laughs> or anything like that, No all pro teams, but he is a really good player. And once again, if you let him walk, that opens up a hole in your defense, and then you have two outside linebacker spots now that need to be uh, replaced. And he is really, really good at what he does. So bring them all back. That will be huge and critical to be able to build on the admittedly shaky foundation that they have. But there is a foundation here. There is pieces, especially if everyone gets healthy, and they need to keep adding to it, not subtracting to
2: it. On the seventh day of Christmas, the football gods gave to Jets fans healthy bless Austin with a new CB, a breakout season for Quinn and Williams, a healthy C.J. Mosley-Avery Williamson combo, Le'Veon Bell not being traded, Robbie Anderson, Jordan Jenkins, and Brian Poole all staying put in 2020, and a brand new toy for Sam Darnold. So Chris, as you just said, Robbie Anderson has proven that he's a good receiver, And that he's worth keeping. But maybe they need somebody better than him to go with him. So if you have Robbie Anderson, you have Jamison Crowder already, those are two good receivers. But you need somebody that's better than those two to really bring that receiving core to the level that you want it to be at for Sam Darnold to hit the maximum of his capabilities. So this would mean bringing in a number one wide receiver. I don't know how you define a number one wide receiver necessarily. There are a variety of different types of number one wide receivers. You could have the straight up burner. You could have the big tall possession guy. You could have the guy that's the really good route runner that does well with yak. It doesn't really matter exactly what vein he's in. He just needs to be somebody that can put up that kind of production that you get from the very best wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald was that big bodied possession guy who always ran crisp routes. So that's one type. Randy Moss was obviously a guy that had incredible speed and size, which is a rare combination. So there's a guy like that You could go through a variety of different types of wide receivers The bottom line is you need somebody in here That can be that next level receiver That all pro type receiver for Sam Darnold Now, maybe that comes via trade I can't think of anybody that would be available Other than maybe Odell Beckham So maybe that happens, I doubt it But that's just an example of a number one wide receiver That could be available There could be somebody in free agency Nobody I'm thinking of off the top of my head The only one I can think of is A.J. Green But at his age and with all the injuries I don't know that I would say he's a number one wide receiver anymore Could be in the draft We've talked a lot about guys like Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb rugs t higgins there are so many great wide receivers that are going to be in that draft so it could be someone they even get in the second round not even necessarily the first because that draft is so deep with wide receivers so that is the gift that we give jets fans for day number seven of christmas a new toy for sam darnold A number one type wide receiver. Again, really doesn't matter what the labels are. You just want somebody that's better than Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. But if you can get that guy for Darnold, I think it would do wonders for this Jets offense in 2020 and certainly wonders for Sam Darnold's development.
0: Yeah, um, I'll tell you how I define a number one receiver. And uh, I define it as Jerry, Judy, or CD Lamb. Um, <laughs> there's other guys in this draft that fit too, but those two guys, uh, the the whole number one receiver thing, I, I get it, and it's it is one of those, it's kind of it's kind of that whole it's like porn thing. You you can't really define it, but you know it when you see it. But those guys, I know it when I see it. Those guys are number one guys, and you get them. <laughs> and pair him with Robbie and Crowder, and yeah, all of a sudden Sam Darnold has weapons at his disposal with those tight ends, to Herndon and Griffin. He has weapons to use and uh, to to exploit defenses with with one of those two guys. That will be would take a huge huge leap for this offense. Um, and yeah, they, it's possible they could go offensive line in the first round, and then look in the second round and still get a really good receiver. Um, pot with this draft class, maybe you can still get a number one receiver type in that, that second round. It is that deep, but you could definitely get another a really solid another number two. So that that will go a long, long way to helping this offense. And be making them the explosive offense that people were hoping to see this year.
2: Chris Nibley defining a number one wide receiver along the lines of what the Supreme Court said when it comes to pornography and obscenity. He knows it when he sees it. <laughs> and I think that that is a very apt Description of what a number one wide receiver Is we could go through the motions of Describing what I did before of what Makes a number one wide receiver what traits They have what level they have to be at But you know it when you see it and like I said If they can at least get somebody that's better than Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder two guys That are very good to begin with if they can get Somebody on that next level then that would Be the type of receiver that we're Talking about here for the seventh Day of Jets Christmas And in the vein of giving Christmas Gifts I want to give one to you I'm gonna give you a special promo code that you can use to get yourself up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase when you download The Vivid Seats mobile app You can use that for anything you want You want to go to a concert, you want to go to a sporting Event, maybe you want to go to a hockey game, a basketball Game, maybe you even want to splurge And go on a trip to go see the playoffs And this will give you an opportunity To get really good tickets at a Discounted price no matter where it is you Want to go. You want to take a trip to Baltimore and See Lamar Jackson in the Ravens play This will get you a sizable discount On tickets if you buy them on the Vivid Seats mobile app. So maybe. Make sure that when you download the Vivid Seats mobile app, you use the promo code Overtime, and you'll get yourself up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase. Chris, that'll conclude the first half of the 12 Days of Christmas Jets edition. We will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, go ahead and follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. Also, Michael Nanny's work is over there as well. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.